Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Just dandy. Dandy. Yeah. Are you drinking that same smoothie from yesterday? Yes. It's so, it was good. It's so good. Okay. So guys, backstory. I am not a big smoothie person, mainly because I don't like bananas and I feel like they put bananas. (laughs) There's so many other things to put in a smoothie besides bananas. I know, but I, okay. I like spinach. But they always want to pair it with a banana. Oh, for yeah. the, like the veggie smoothies, yep. you know. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm I I'm skeptical of sm- smoothies, but I have this new recipe that I am so in love with. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. It, my kids were like, "Oh, gross! It's green. It looks like slime." And I, but then they tasted it and they were loving it. Yeah. It so it has good. pineapple, mango, coconut milk. It's because the coconut milk is very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then spinach. Yeah. And it does have a little coconut sugar in it. That's good. But yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it's very timely for our episode today because I am trying to lose a few pounds. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, you, I'm not doing anything you crazy. You came off your AI, so are I you know. surprised that it's not just like dripping? Dropping off. Yeah. So that's the thing, guys. Like I gained about... So when I first started on my AI, it, you know, weight gain is super common when mm-hmm. you go on these drugs for breast cancer. And I thought I was one of the lucky ones because I was on the drug for five years. In the first three years, I didn't gain any weight. And mm-hmm. I was the thinnest I had been in a long time. And I was really happy with my weight. And then the last two years, it just started creeping mm-hmm. up and creeping up. And by the end of it... I, do we want to say, ironically, you started a nonprofit what? three years ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Maybe that's oh, why. Just a little stress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. The mind-body connection there. Boom. But yeah, like I, so now I have like 12 pounds that I mm-hmm. would like to see go away. Yeah. But I say that. And at the same time, I have been doing a lot of yoga and I think mm. I'm gaining muscle. So, yeah. you know, you got to kind of. For sure. Take the good with the bad. Take the good with the bad. How yeah. about you? Are you happy with your current weight? Uh, No, never. Never? I, mean, I don't know. This is This is where I play with my mind all the time. Like. I put on some pants and I'm like, oh, well, those fit differently three weeks ago. You know, I don't know. It feels like it should. You you kind of struggle, I feel like, with these like with this topic all the time with weight and with exercise. Yeah. But that's that's odd to me because you have a lot of self-confidence and you're very physical. That's because I think I just it is what it is. And I just embrace it wherever it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. When I put something on. ooh, this is a really good story. I found these really great resale pants and they look like they're made out of curtain material and they're like bright shimmery and they were like these really cool flares. And I took them to my mom and I'm like, they're just a little bit too tight. This was like six months ago mm-hmm. and she's finally getting around to them. So I put them on this weekend and they like don't even button at all. Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's the oh, worst. what happened in the last six um, months? To, to add on that, yeah. to piggyback, <laughs> you and I were together to go to a meeting and I had you stop at my seamstress to drop off jeans. You mm-hmm. know why? why? Because the button literally popped off the other day. <laughs> like that was like a sick See, don't go, don't go getting in your head about that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. well, it's very timely that we're talking about this because we're going to talk about weight gain after a breast cancer diagnosis. A lot of women hate how much weight they gain, mm-hmm. either from steroids during chemotherapy. Oh, steroids. Right. See, you gained weight during like with the steroids. It's I did because I craved pizza all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or they gain it because of the hormone treatment. So we're going to talk to a friend of ours named Jessica. Jessica struggled with her weight her entire life, but she had a wake up moment that set her on a new path to wellness. So we're going to talk to Jessica about her relationship to food and the, her weight early in her life. Yep. Then we're going to talk about the moment that she realized something needed to change. Yeah. And we're going to finally finish with where she is now and the encouragement she wants to give other women struggling with extra weight. Great. But before we get into that and introduce Jessica, let's let's hear from our first sponsor. Yep. Hair loss is consistently ranked as one of the most feared side effects of chemotherapy treatment. The emotional impact chemo hair loss can have on patients has been well documented. Scalp cooling is a simple treatment that can prevent hair loss caused by certain chemotherapy drugs. The use of scalp cooling is proven to be effective in preventing chemotherapy-induced alopecia and can result in people retaining much of their hair. Paxman is the global leader in scalp cooling. Their cold cap is scientifically proven to reduce hair loss during chemotherapy. If you are facing cancer treatment and concerned about losing your hair, ask your provider about scalp cooling and visit our website at www.coldcap.com. Well, we're back. Woohoo! We're back. <laughs> Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited because you're in studio with us. It is. I love yeah. it. A lot of times people do Zoom, mm-hmm. and I love it when our guests actually come to the studio. So yeah. thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. You said that you live close to here, though, right? I do, like five minutes away. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive right in because I think that you have a lot to say on this topic. A lot of personal <laughs> experience. Now your whole life is fitness and wellness. So... Can you tell me a little bit about your weight loss journey? Like, have you always struggled with weight? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a huge story. But to make it simple, like I was born overweight and never lost my baby fat. Like, it's that simple. Like, I was overweight as a two-year-old. And then by the time I was three, you could really see the weight. I was always active. As a kid, I played every sport that there was. I love to be active. And I always struggle with my weight. Did your family, did you come from a family that struggled with weight or was it just you? On my dad's side, yeah, there was a lot of people that struggled with their weight. It was definitely genetic Mm -hmm. for sure. But that's, that's the message that I'm trying to get out is that it can be, genetics has a lot to do with it. Treatments Mm -hmm. have a lot to do with it. But anybody can accomplish optimum health. It's Mm -hmm. just sometimes you have to go about it a different way or you have to find a different angle, or you have to work a little bit harder than other people. Mm-hmm. But it is possible. You just have to set your mind. Yeah. And sometimes you have to kind of change what healthy means in your head, mm-hmm. right? So there are a lot of people that you see that you're like, oh my God, I so want to look like her. Okay, I've worked in the big box gyms for 12 years, and I know what those people are doing to accomplish that look, and you don't want their life. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's not health. Right. It is not health. Absolutely. Because I think we know that you can look one way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Yes. And I think that's kind of we were talking about it before we got on the the podcast about the messages were sent as women Mm -hmm. in social media and the ad, you know, in the advertising. And it, it whether you want it to or not, it affects your mindset. It affects like. You know, the sense of I'm failing if I don't look like this. For sure. So when you're saying every woman can reach optimal health, that's optimal health for her body. Absolutely. And for her circumstances and for her genetics. Right. 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 Do you feel a little bit like when because I do when I am pursuing optimal health for me, 
I don't feel as self-conscious about those body image issues. Like, For, yeah, because I'm when you're when you're successful in a little bit of area, like even if it's minimally, if you set like I'm going to drink all my water this week and you reach it, then you're like, oh, like your confidence is just shining. For I you. think because yeah. you're 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 pursuing your best. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're pursuing the best version of yourself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the expectations are en- like it's enough. Yeah. Like, I always feel better when I'm actually doing the things, whether or not I look like that woman. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, she hit the nail on the head. It's confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. It all boils back to confidence. Because like you said, like we have this stigma of what we're supposed to look like and how we're supposed to act and what we're supposed to do. And we have to be under this weight and we have to be here, here, here. And all it takes is for you to accomplish one little thing and then it boosts your self-confidence. But the bad thing is all it takes is for you to go home and turn on the TV mm-hmm. and it knocks you right back down. Right. So it is. It's all about self-confidence and then actually defining what optimal health means. I mean, we could have 100 people in this room right now and everybody would have a different definition of what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys worry? We all have kids and we we have daughters. Do you guys worry about their self-image and what they're mm-hmm. going to get bombarded with? Because, I mean, as bad as it is for us, it's so much worse for them. For sure. Like, do you guys... Are you 100%. worried about that? I even watch like I, I still struggle. So I still, you know, I try to tell myself practice what I preach mm-hmm. all the time. I struggle with my self-image and I'm still over 300 pounds in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. And my body is not what I imagined it would be when I lost weight. There's a lot of loose skin. I've had five skin removal surgeries. So there's a lot of scars. And you guys can relate to that, like what scars do. I mean, yes, there's a story to those scars, but you know, in my head, I'll be like, well, the people that see those scars don't know my story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then I feel the judgment and the, yeah. and then there's this expectation of owning a gem mm-hmm. and what I'm supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I catch myself saying things to myself all the time, like, oh, I look fat in this or well, whatever. And I catch myself doing that in front of my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I ever heard her start repeat my words, like, oh, it was like she was like Ugh. 10. Yeah. And she's 15 now. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned at your highest weight, you were at 300 pounds. 340. So you're 340 pounds at 19 years old. What was that like? It was hard. I married my high school sweetheart, and he was a Marine. He joined the Marine Corps right out of high school, and we got married right after graduation. It was it was really difficult. Like, I didn't go to any of the functions, and not because he didn't ask me to, because I didn't want to embarrass him, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then I saw this young man that was super fit and basically, like, invincible and thought he couldn't be hit by a bullet or ever die, right? And then there was me that... I didn't even understand at the time how unhealthy I was, right? I knew I was overweight. I didn't own a scale. Mm-hmm. Like, well, back then, scales didn't even go over 300 pounds. But I knew I was overweight. I just didn't realize how bad it was. It is. It's really hard to be with someone that you want to be with for the rest of your life and you want to have a family with and you want to do all this. But you don't even know if you're going to live that long, mm-hmm. you know? And you I were felt already lost. having those thoughts. Yeah. I felt like I didn't know what to do. Here's a question, because I talk to a lot of doctors and some of them feel very uncomfortable having the conversation with their patients about their weight um, because they don't want to upset them. They don't Mm want to, you know, they or they feel like they're not going to listen. And so why go down that path? Did did you have doctors at 19 years old telling you that you were unhealthy and that you really needed to do something? 
Well, I grew up in a poor farm family, so we didn't go to the doctor a lot. So, yeah, when he joined the Marine Corps, I had free health care. And so I was vacuuming our studio apartment one day and pulled out my back and had to go to the doctor for the first time. And that was when I found out my weight. That's when I found out I had an irregular heart rhythm, that my heart wasn't keeping up with my weight gain, that I had blood sugar issues and was most likely a diabetic already at 19. And that was my big. And my doctor was not nice. You know, she was like, you're you're dying. And she said, if you get pregnant, you're going to die. Your oh, heart, my gosh. Your heart can't even keep up as it is. So she was very, like, firm. Okay, I want to keep going with this. But before we do, do you guys want to do Boobs in the News? Yes, let's do it. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News is brought to you by Pink Perfect. Pink-perfect.com. Pink Perfect provides silicone prosthetic nipples for women who have undergone mastectomy and breast reconstruction with nipple removal. Visit pink-perfect.com and use promo code FAITHTHROUGHFIRE to receive $25 off your purchase. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. Bibs in the news. Okay. All right. So this just kind of happened, and I think it's kind of funny. So this is happening. They call it the Royal Mail. So we, okay. <laughs> we're, we're over in London, apparently. Okay, I'm like, we're obviously not in the States. No, because they call their mailmen posties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, That's real close to pasties. So this says, <laughs> the, the title of this says, Royal Mail Postman Filmed Stumbling oh. After Accidentally Eating Weed Brownies. <laughs> so, I love it already. <laughs> I know. So the Royal Mail has launched an investigation because there's a video that showed postmen staggering in the street after accidentally eating brownies laced with cannabis. So it says the workers said said to have mistaken the edibles in a Pablo Chaco bar box for innocent treats were filmed walking unsteadily and needing help on their rounds in South London. Oh, this is hilarious. So it said a social media user, seemingly a colleague, wrote, quote, Today, almost all the posties in Clapham accidentally ate hash brownies and I had to pick them up (laughs) one by one because they were so high. He said one guy told me he was walking to a door and thought he was walking forever. Can you imagine? I think that would be hysterical. That's hilarious. I would. I thought maybe you were going to say somebody left them like as a treat for their postman in the in their mailbox, and then the postman ate it on their route. Oh, not like they consumed them knowingly. No, I mean, I I don't know. So here's what I can't tell because I just read this, but they they're pretending that it was an accident. Do you think it was an accident? I think not. You don't think so? Mm. All of them. Because I don't know. Sounds like somebody lost a bet. Yeah. Uh, or somebody was. But here's the thing. Bet to do it. If yeah. you're if you're smoking pot all the time, are you gonna have that kind of reaction? I don't think so. This sounds like a virginal experience. It does. It, 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 well, it feels you're like, right. It, it feels like a virginal experience. Like all of them had never had like or hadn't done it in a really long well, time. Well, I feel like it's one of those things where you know. Uh, I'm going to give myself away. But give like, yourself away. You do don't, it. Do you it, do don't it. like, you don't know how much is going to affect you, you know? Uh, and yeah. if they're like, oh, I had one bite or I had the whole brownie is going to make a difference on whether they thought the door was far away or whether they just had a nice little trip. So I, I will piggyback on this. I have not done the weed. <laughs> okay, that is a podcast episode for the future. <laughs> we're going to have a... We're gonna I have told a... my husband, I told my husband, my husband hasn't either. We we had a lot of fun in high school, but weed was not part of our uh, repertoire. And we always joke that when we make it to like 80, we're just going to become big potheads. Oh my gosh. But uh, Best of luck with I you. I will say that, so I have a family member and their mom had breast cancer and she got herself some medicinal brownies mm-hmm. and had a very 
not good reaction. Yeah. But she was, well, she was scared to, t- actually, I remember how this happened now. She was scared to take it because she uh-huh. had never tried it before. Uh-huh. So her daughter said, I'll take one for the team and I'll eat it first. And then the daughter was the one that had the bad reaction. Oh, so the mom never actually ended up taking it. And the daughter had this like crazy reaction where she thought she was like seeing stuff. So which is my perfect, which is my perfect nightmare. Yeah. Which is, again, one of the reasons why I don't do that. All right. There's your boobs in the news. (laughs) Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Okay, and we're back. So you've decided you're going to take the bull by the horns. You're going to do this thing on your own. Like, what did that look like? I do think that there has to come a point that you just make up your mind. Mm -hmm. And so saying that you're going to take something gradual like you're not an all or nothing person sometimes that's an escape route because you're preparing to fail already oh right i love that so you have to like really evaluate yourself like i was all or nothing but my knowledge was minimal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so i just started with what i knew which is like don't eat fast food right and cut your portions now i make everything that i cook constantly i cook everything I eat. And I basically eat a paleo diet now and found out there's a lot of foods that I can't eat. I also have about five autoimmune diseases. So that affects my diet as well, which was part of my weight gain problem in the beginning that they never caught. I have thyroid disease. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can't you can't give yourself an out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't ever give yourself an out. Uh, People ask me all the time, like, how do you stay with it? How do you stay with it? What's your secret? And the secret is don't give yourself options. Like if you make up your mind that you're going to go to a class or go to the gym that day, don't be like, well, I've eaten five salads this week. I think I can skip today. So, okay, so you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. And it started with just educating yourself. And so did you just read a ton of did you read up? Yeah, like I read South Beach diet book like I would read all these. They were like fad diet books. Right. Right. And over time, you just kind of, okay, well, that lines up with this and this lines up with this, but this doesn't really make sense. And mm-hmm. learning a lot about anatomy, right? And actually how the body works. And if you really learn that, I, I'm just one of those people, again, all or nothing, I need to know how it works and what I need. And that helps me make good choices. So, and if- can we just say too that this is never going to be something that's. <laughs> I mean, you can't go to a medical professional and have them do that level of analysis on you. You have to do it on yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the overwhelming part, right? But getting to know yourself and what you need and what's optimal for you is such a worthwhile investment. It's so empowering. It's so like it's confidence giving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It all goes. Everything goes back to mindset. Mm -hmm. Confidence goes back to mindset. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself an out goes back to mindset. Believing that you can do it goes back to mindset. You have to do it because you love life so much that you don't want to miss one moment. Mm -hmm. And to be real, that is not why people either go on a diet or work out. Mm -hmm. They go on a diet or work out because they don't like the way they look in the mirror or they feel they got a new boyfriend. They want to impress them. Going on a trip. Going on a trip. Want to look good in a bathing suit. That is not going to last. Sarah, you've you've also in the past had a weight loss journey. Like, was it the same for you? Did you have a wake up call or were you just kind of was a gradual? No, for you? it's really funny because I wasn't happy because I moved. I moved to St. Louis like depressed because I got broken up with. And I remember stepping on the scale and I was 181. And I remember being like, oh, that's heavy. That really sucks. Like I was obsessed with beer because I was like, um, I'm going to out drink the guys and was like in the pits of my depression. And I ended up moving in with this girl and her name was Kelly and I love her. And she was like, I'm going to join Weight Watchers. You want to do it with me? And I was like, oh, sure. I mean, I'm not going to lose weight, but I'll do it with you because I'm living with you and we can support each other, whatever. 
And I got like the first taste of stepping on that scale and losing like I think I lost four pounds the first week. And I was like, oh, I really love this. This is great. And like I had never joined a gym in my life. I had never done anything like I had never eaten right. She made me eat like tilapia and like fish and things I had never eaten in my life because my mom doesn't like fish. And I like caught the buzz. And I remember by the time I was done with it, I was like early 20s, like 23 ish. And I got down to like 125. But I was beating myself up like running longer than I should, working out two hours a day, two and three classes at the gym. Like it got to be where I was obsessed. I also didn't have time. I wasn't doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So you guys both. So how long did it take you, Jessica, to lose the weight? I feel like it's still a journey. All I'd have to do to gain it back is wake up tomorrow and make a different choice. Make a different choice and then wake up Mm. the next day and make a different choice. choice. Like Every day is a choice and every day matters and why I do things, but like supporting the women and like seeing lives change and seeing confidence and even seeing women walk in my door with their head up rather than looking at the ground, like that helps me Mm. in my journey too. And I think women also need to hear that it gets easier. Like those choices become more like, I want to choose this and this is easier and you have a routine instead of like... This is a hard choice every single day. Well, forming a habit is a hard it's 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 forming a new habit. Yeah. So if you have bad habits and you've been doing them for years, yeah. forming new habits is really hard. I, I would be interested in your guys' perspective on this because I I said that I want to lose like, you know, I don't need to lose a lot of weight because I'm trying to gain. Are you about to tell you what you're going to do? <laughs> well, no, I was going to tell you what I what the little mind trick I play with myself every yeah. day. And I want to know if it's a healthy coping mechanism or a bad one every day. Right. Like there's challenges that threaten my goals. Mm-hmm. So, for example, this last weekend, my husband woke up and made an enormous bre- breakfast of scrambled eggs and bacon and sweet rolls. And I was like, OK, your first challenge is to not eat the sweet roll. So mm-hmm. I didn't eat the sweet roll. And then, you know, at, we were out running errands and Gary's like, do you want to just run through the drive through? And I'm like, no, like, let's go home. I'm going to make myself my lunch. And so that was challenge number two. Mm-hmm. And it was like by the end of the night. But then we had to go to my in-laws house and they had ordered pizza. And, oh, Gary, <laughs> and Gary's like, if you bring your own food, you're going to be rude. Like, that's rude. And I was like, yeah, you're right. OK, so I'll just have, you know, three or four pieces, like small squares of pizza. Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> but I brought I brought my fruit smoothie. So I ate my fruit smoothie with them. And then I only had four small squares of pizza. And so, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, OK, you encountered all these challenges yeah. throughout your day. You weren't able to avoid the pizza, but you did really good on the other two challenges. Like, yeah. congratulations. Like, you're a winner. And that's like what I'm doing in my brain every day is like acknowledging. And for me, it's almost it feels like a mindfulness exercise Mm -hmm. because before I was just doing those things and not even thinking about them. Yeah. Like but I don't want it to become an obsession or something where I'm like judging myself. But it's like it's helping me realize how many times in a day these things crop up to like thwart my health plans. Yeah. Like, do you guys think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a mixture of both. Like, first of all, you're relying purely on discipline, which is super temporary. So, like, Uh the plan that you have right now is going to last this long, like, very, very short. Okay. So there's there's got to be a bigger reason. And it cannot be what other people think. Like, if people think you're rude, it's rude of them to think that you're rude. Exactly. You cannot. Like, (laughs) if I live my life like that, I would still be 340 pounds. Mm -hmm. I think Um, it's their own shame. Like, if I were to be like, I'm not eating that, then it's going to be like, well, now you're telling us that we're unhealthy. It is. And that's what my Anytime you affect a feeling in someone else, it's usually a projection of their shape. Absolutely. 100%. And so I have to bring my own food all the time. 
all the time. So I mean, I would have thought that I could have played the whole breast cancer card. Like, hello, I've had cancer. I I really care about this stuff now. (laughs) I I do that all the time. And (laughs) what I think is really cool about it, like I was having a conversation with somebody in LBB about it. I'm like, I chose to do this because I want to make sure that my cancer doesn't come back. And just giving that reason sometimes is like, oh, like she chooses that for her health. Like, I wonder if it would impact my health in a way that makes me like less susceptible to having cancer. Like you're empowering somebody else yeah. to make a similar choice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Back to me. So the discipline, <laughs> the discipline thing is temporary. Don't do that. It is temporary. So you have to think about like what your and my why. result is your why, right? Like, why are you doing this? But then you have to educate yourself. So like I, if I was you, I would just start journaling. Not journaling food. I'm not a journaling food person. Mm -hmm. People only do that. You need to journal your mindset and how you feel and why you're doing. So I'm a big believer. Now, again, this has taken me 15 years to get to this point, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be different. But everything you put in your body is health or poison. Mm -hmm. Everything. And so if you're like, well, I didn't eat rat poison three times today. I only eat it one time a day. (laughs) And you put it in perspective with your challenge of breast cancer, it's still very scary, mm-hmm. you know. And so another thing is we we rely on food for so much of our mindset and happiness. Mm-hmm. So like when someone comes to me and they're like, oh, I'm so bored with food. What else can I do? And I'm like, first of all, food's not supposed to entertain you. Mm. You can't rely on food to entertain you. If you're saying you're bored with food, mm-hmm. that means you're relying on it to entertain you. I tell my husband that all the time. I'm like, food is just to fuel your body. It is not something that's supposed to fill a void. Yeah. So start yes. journaling how you feel when you eat something, not journaling what you're eating. Yeah. Right. Now, again, I'm absolutely not perfect. So I use food to celebrate because to me, like good food, quote unquote, good food, like yummy food, not necessarily good for you, mm-hmm. is for celebrating. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I just went to the Dominican for a week on a wellness trip with That's all right. my girls. Yeah. yeah. I drank a bottle of Kettle One vodka in a day, every day for seven <laughs> days. And I ate whatever I wanted. Yeah. You know, I ordered French fries at 11 o'clock at night because it was my vacation. It was mm-hmm. my, I was off duty. Now, see, and I feel I'm like right back I, to it. I was just going to say, but you, you can come back to that. I feel like when I do that, oh, it's so hard to come back. It's yeah. different when you're out of the atmosphere. And again, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you're active, then eating like that one doesn't feel good when you're active either. No, it does yeah. not. Yeah. You cannot eat like that and then be active and not have it hit you. And your body will crave it. So I was craving going back to working out and eating good, good and feeling good. And mm-hmm. But it was fun when it lasted. But it, it's got to be like I have a lot of people that are used to having alcohol every night. Mm. You know, and so that's a big struggle for them, Mm -hmm. especially people with diabetes and stuff where they really, really shouldn't have that every day anyways. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, just use it to celebrate. Yeah. Or do what Sarah does. Make her kombucha her new wine. Yeah. I I just trick myself and put it in an alcohol glass. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, and we would be remiss if we didn't touch on the fact that recurrence rates are like 50 percent lower in women who exercise eat healthy and yeah. don't consume alcohol. Yeah. So if you think it can't, I mean, it can literally save your life to make these, I mean, it saves everybody's life anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you've had a breast cancer diagnosis, is it? it's so important. Yeah. yeah. It's so important yeah. to do these things. And what I tell women is, is that gift yourself that. Like, yeah. why do you not think you're worthy of those healthy choices? Right. Yeah. And another really, really big piece of the puzzle too is you have to have a supportive culture. Mm -hmm. so like in your journey like it's sometimes it's hard to 
get it in our household. Like our husbands don't always understand like what we're going through as women. Or... I mean, my husband could care less about being healthy. Yeah. And my... he comes from a family that doesn't care about being healthy. Right. Right. Or it's just not caught up to them yet. Right. Like my husband's mm-hmm. one of those husbands that could eat. You're not a real man if you don't eat a whole large pizza by yourself. Right. Like, Or if you're not eating a cow. Like, right. If you're not yeah. eating meat. <laughs> right. And he's starting to get older. So it's starting to catch up. But it's even watching me go through my journey. It still has been my journey, not his journey. Exactly. You know, and so find find a group of supportive people that Mm -hmm. support you making good choices and bring your own food to an event or telling you that it's okay because sometimes we need permission from other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I before we conclude, I because I want to hear, I want you to talk a little bit about Enact Wellness, which is your gym. I want you to talk about you have some dietary restrictions, you're gluten and dairy free, so you have a cookbook, and a lot of the women that we deal with have similar food issues, and so I want to kind of touch on that, and I want to touch on the event that you're currently hosting for breast cancer patients. But before we do that, let's do our second sponsor. Perfect. Innsbruck Resort is a proud sponsor of the Faith Through Fire Respite House and the Besties with Breasties podcast. We know you work hard, but at Innsbruck, we also know you want to disconnect from what's stressing you out and reconnect with the important things in your life. Innsbruck makes it easy by offering lakefront living and vacationing less than 45 minutes from St. Louis. Vacation homes, golf, swimming, nature trails, fun events, and more. Take a drive and discover Innsbruck. Visit Innsbruck resort.com and we are back let's close out with jessica and let's find out how they can get in contact with you and then just talk about your cookbook T- and... talk about your gym first yeah because you talked a little bit about your culture but what's the name of your gym where are you located how can people find you our gym is enact wellness solutions it's in st charles missouri and five minutes from here right now yeah <laughs> we can we can take a walk there when we're done sure. yeah there you go. it is an amazing culture so i it is a fitness facility, but it's so much more than that, which is why I didn't put fitness in the title. We have nutrition programs, but really we're just a posse. Like we're just, we're family. We always say when we went to the Dominican, they're like, are you guys all family? And we're like, we're the family we choose. Like, yeah. you know, so you get really, really close and we're you have that, that positive environment, right? That supportive environment. And it is all just by Colton. None of these women knew each other before this. So it's very open. It's very vulnerable. There's and a lot it's of fine. It's, it's fun. very fun. What's the class that I did? I groove. Oh my gosh, you guys. And okay. that's what you're doing Friday. That is what oh, we're okay, doing cool. Friday. Oh my gosh, you guys. This groove class is so fun. I have no rhythm, like full disclosure, and I felt no self consciousness at all. Mainly because it was dark. Yeah, we do it in the black light. No, nobody can yeah. see me. Yeah, being yeah. goofy, but yeah. it was such a blast. Ooh, black light. I'm wearing my white pants. Black light. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. So you can find us on Facebook, Enact mm-hmm. Wellness Solutions, or we have enactwellness.com. You can just stop by, come try a class. But we have 12 different styles of classes, lots of variety. We do things that you've never heard of. We do your standard stuff too, Pilates and uh, stretching and weights and all of that. Don't um, you do drumming? We do. We do cardio pound. drumming, oh my pound, gosh. which is in blacklight as well. Oh, that's awesome. So that's super fun. She gets some paint going. Yeah. Like my mom. We do it in the water. We, in the oh. summer, we go outside and we put up these, we built a sprinkler system that goes down uh-huh. over your head <gasps> and we do pound in the summer outside in water. It's oh, really Oh, that's fun. pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So first, so um, breast cancer is just not anything that luckily I have had to struggle with in my life. But now that I'm getting older, I have met so many amazing women that I see that are going through this. And I, and it's all ages. Like mm-hmm. it surprises me, like mm-hmm. meeting some of these women that are going through this so young. We had somebody ye- yesterday that was 19. Yeah. Holy cow. And I see a lot of them. There's a, there's a common 
thread and there's a common story and it it, it affects their self-confidence, mm-hmm. you know, it affects their ability to hold their head up. And I don't know if it's the humbling process they go through or the surgeries because I haven't been there, but I do see like there's so many of them that are hiding in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing a quarterly groove class just for women that have or have had breast cancer. It is not going to be physically straining. Mm-hmm. It is going to be very fun. fun and basic, but also in the dark. And really, it's just getting everybody out of their heads mm-hmm. and just letting them react to the music, but also just being in a place where everybody understands what you're going through. And it's a very supportive environment and I just love hopefully build some really good connections and have people meet each other that need each other in that moment Mm -hmm. but also allowing you to feel the emotion of the music which people fight against that right Mm -hmm. so if we put on a goofy song I want everybody just to be able to act like a four-year-old and I always say, like, that was my favorite part. Yeah. Was, like acting like a four year old dancing around the studio. It was like so the fun. wacky inflatable tube man. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if I put on a sexy song, I want them to be able to, and that's where the struggle really is. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, just yeah. be an actress. Yeah. Just act it out. Yeah. And that there's so much release in that, though. And it, I feel like it affects you not just in the moment, but if you practice that behavior, it affects you forever because you slowly start to get your confidence back, even though you're just acting, Yeah, right? It is allowing your body to hear the music, feel emotion, Mm -hmm. move to it. And also you're in there and it's very connecting with everybody in the group. Yeah, And so it is, it's very vulnerable. It's very fun. Nobody cares what you look like. You don't have to be on the right foot or the left foot. Super easy to follow. And so they yeah. find those classes on your Facebook page. Yeah, they do. So it's called uh, Pretty in Pink Groove. And okay. that's going to be our quarterly. Just anybody can come. Does not does it not matter if you are an hour away. If you cool. want to drive up once a quarter and do it with bring me. your girlfriends, bring your girlfriends. It's girls just going to be a girl party for yeah. sure. That's awesome. amazing. All right. And one last thing, because you're gluten and dairy free. So you created a cookbook that caters to that specific demographic, or is it all kinds of recipes? It is all kinds of recipes. It's over 250 recipes from condiments to, I will say, our dessert section is probably the biggest one. I mean, come on now. There's a lot of chocolate in there. There you go. But it is. It's uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and no added sugars. Awesome. They can find it on Amazon, Secrets okay. to Su- Success Cookbook. Mm-hmm. It's the Enact Wellness Cookbook. Well, awesome. Yeah, uh, what's thank the, you. What's the phone number for your gym? Do you know it? No. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> Don't it. That's call. a speed Facebook dial. Person. Speed dial. Yeah. yeah. Just message me on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No worries. Or you can email me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here and sharing yes. your story and your inspiration and uh, real good advice. I mean, you have so, so many good nuggets that I think women will... But the piece of it that I like the most is that you absolutely 100% understand that it's in your head first. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to do the head work to get to the body. Yeah. Like, we all agree. (laughs) We're all like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jessica. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Leave us a voicemail or share your own experience on bestieswithbreastiespodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmes. Audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies. Yeah.